Greetings and salutations. You're listening to What's the Brew with Lily Moon. Yup, that's me. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things astrology, ascension and elevation, black spirituality, and pure magic. This potion brewing includes a Venetian reality check, a card reading, and more. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine, which is my portal of love to the world, where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for self-empowerment and growth. I offer this through intuitive readings of tarot and astrology, and by creating tools enhanced with magic and spirit. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible, and as a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes on Apple and giving us a review, following the podcast on Instagram at the Brew Lily Moon, and sharing the podcast on social media with other mystics. And tag us when you're doing that too. We love to when you guys tag us. You can also support by actually becoming a patron and join the coven on Patreon. So this is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings, including weekly tarot and oracle video readings, astrology insights and workshops, access to new and full moon meetings, discounts on products and readings, plus more. The exchange starts at just $5.55 a month. So go on and join us, okay? Buy your girl a coffee. Merci beaucoup. And you can find the link to this offering in the show notes. Now, I return to the space as me, myself, and I. We acknowledge the ancestors and we give thanks to Jaw, Spirit, and our guides. Shout out to all of you that are listening. I give thanks to thee and I say welcome. All right. So... We are back. Hello, hello, hello. If you are listening to this at the time that it is being released, then happy moon day. It is moon day right now. So it's a really important week because we got a lot of things going on. We are shifting into new seasons this week. We are shifting into the season of fixed energy. Um, So a lot of changes are coming through right now. And honestly, I am so excited because I've been seeing a lot of the same messages being um, spoken through other mystics and spiritualists online. And that is that we are shifting out of this old paradigm into the new one. And we've been feeling this for a long time, but of course, like clockwork, you know, we are now coming into the full moon Aquarius. And so of course, all this energy is being felt. So for our Astro Tea, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. First of all, since we've last come here together, we've had Chiron station for retrograde. And so that happened on the 15th of July, which literally just passed a couple of days, well, a few days ago. Um, and we also had the first quarter moon in Libra, which happened super early in the morning. So the first quarter moon happened the day after um, Chiron's retrograde. And Chiron is currently sitting, of course, still in Aries. So as we have this first quarter moon happening in Libra, there was a bit of tension being felt and lots of triggers happening. And so I already talked about Chiron and what Chiron represents in our charts and in astrology, um, and even about this retrograde as well, already on Twitter. 
So if you want to follow us on Twitter at Mystic Moon Loli, then you can go ahead and find us there and you'll see all the threads that we have about astrology on there as well. It's super quiet on Twitter. It's like this really weird portal to exist in, um, but we're out there, you know. So follow us if you're there. Give us a shout out. Um, but just to kind of go over a little bit more, Chiron represents the idea of what we are really good at in terms of healing when it comes to other people and approaching this um, method of healing for other people. But when it comes to providing our own medicine and giving ourselves a taste of our own medicine, it really sucks. And sometimes it feels like poison. Sometimes it feels like punishment. You know, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? And the, the truth is we're just being triggered and taking things really personally when we really don't need to. And so with Chiron's retrograde, which is happening from the 15th of July up until the 19th of December, which is so funny because that's actually the day that Venus goes into retrograde <laughs> and the day after the full moon in Gemini. So the, so the day after the last moon of the year, we will have this happen. Um, and so during this time period, we are maybe feeling more sensitive and realizing that we are a lot more sensitive and willing to be vulnerable than we give ourselves credit for, which is honestly such a beautiful thing because I feel like we really deserve to shift ourselves out of this old energy. Um, it's been really, really, really tough, but for some of us, we've been trying to hold on to this energy of, of love and um, at a higher frequency, which is very hard to do. It's not easy. And with this retrograde, I feel like we're going to be challenged a lot with how we walk through those rainy days. How are we walking through those obstacles, are we beating ourselves down or are we holding ourselves up and getting back up and trying again? You know, how are we tending to our wounds? Are we creating selves with the knowledge we've been given, with the wisdom we've been given from spirit? Or are we just going through the motions and feeling bad for ourselves and holding on to this identity of, of sadness and victimhood? Okay, so there's a lot of things that are going to come out of Chiron's retrograde. I really do see us actually, um, you know, going more into solitude and being a lot more in our hermit kind of crab modes as we are leaving uh, cancer season, of course, and relearning about certain things that we forgot we enjoyed. Sometimes when we're triggered, you know, we start to really focus on the inner child a little bit more than we usually are which is why we were triggered in the first place, because we neglected that side of us. Um, but anyway, as we go into this little, you know, shift of hiding our cave and, and healing our wounds, our inner child does come out a little bit more. And that's the beauty in the shadow work that we are completing during this time. And it'll allow us to be creative again and be vulnerable and, you know, tap into things that we really enjoy um, certain passions and, and relearning certain things. So maybe even diving deeper into um, astrology for those of you who are here for that, which I know a lot of you are, or diving deeper into just divination practices in general, whether it's astrology or tarot reading, oracle reading, bone reading, water scrying, fire, fire scrying, you know, mirror scrying, all, whatever way you want to do it. Okay. Um, maybe we're diving deeper into our own craft. Um, so there is actually a lot of beautiful self-growth that is going to come out of this Chiron retrograde because it is sitting in Aries. So I wanted to just kind of highlight that before I go into anything else. Um, but moving into the first quarter moon that we had in Libra um, the day after um, on the 16th, or the, sorry, on the Sunday, so the 16th, no, the Saturday, yes, the Saturday the 16th, um, we had this 
you know, shift happened at 6.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So 3.11 Standard Time. No, 3.11 Standard Time, 6.11 Eastern Standard Time. Oh my goodness, you guys. I cannot talk today. There is so much going on right now. There is so much channeling that is happening um, as I'm reviewing these things. So apologize for that. But what I was seeing with this um, energy, this hawk, you guys, this hawk always comes out when I'm doing the podcast recording. And it's just so funny because it's some ancestral spirit and it's just so crazy. Um, so as I'm talking about this hawk, that's literally flying closer to me right now as I'm speaking. Oh my goodness. Um, so the first quarter moon in Libra, what adjustments are required at this time? And we have to ask ourselves this because the first quarter moon is all about looking at our new moon intentions that we've completed, that we've set in stone for ourselves and seeing how we started to take those first steps with that. Okay, so are there adjustments required? Were we, you know, shooting a little too high? Were we not being realistic? Because that's okay. You know, it's important to admit that we were being unrealistic a little bit or that we need to be a little bit more grounded in our intentions to help them develop better, right? So what adjustments are required at this time, if any? And where are we over investing our time? Because with Libra energy, you know, we're looking at the energy of, what am I putting out there and what am I receiving back? Is it equal? Is it balanced? Is it nurturing? Is it the same? Is it worse? Is it better? What's really going on? And so we want to ask ourselves, how are we investing our time? Is there places or behavioral patterns, cycles and situations that we are over investing our time in? Okay. And how can we reclaim this time into something productive and that aligns with our goals, our passions, and our intentions. How do we do that? So if you were feeling this way on Saturn's day, it's because of that first quarter moon in Libra. Obviously now that it's you know a new day, the new moon's not in Libra anymore, um, but we could be kind of you know getting back into these reality checks. And so earlier I introduced this episode of the podcast as, you know, a Venetian reality check. And that's because there's a lot of Venetian energy in this week. And it started with, you know, the first quarter moon on Saturn's day. So with that being said, I want to kind of move into the next thing, which is definitely more Venetian energy. And that is the fact that Venus is entering again, one of her amazing elements, which is the element of earth as she enters Virgo. And I love when Venus enters an earth sign because she's so at home here. She's so gentle here. She's so, she's so sweet here. And we just get so soft and a lot more just relaxed and neutral and, and, and just, you know, calm and, and tranquil. And we really, really, really need that right now because there's a lot of shit that's about to pop off. Okay. So I'm really happy to talk about this. Um, so Venus is entering Virgo two days from now, so on the 21st of July um, at 8.38 p.m., and that is Eastern Standard Time. So for those of you on um, the West Coast, this would be um, 5.38 p.m. for you, okay? And so when Venus is entering Virgo, you know, (laughs) a lot of obviously Virgo energy comes out, so a lot of Mercury energy comes out, and so our routines are obviously being highlighted this time, but also our communication style. And with Virgo, our communication style, our 
our language of communication, our language of love is usually done through service. So how are we showing up for ourselves? How are we showing up for our people? How are we showing up for spirit? How are we showing up for our divine selves? Okay, how are we doing all these things? And so with Venus entering Virgo, what I do see for the collective is us really putting our efforts into our work like never before and being a lot more motivated, um, but also in a more calm and grounded way. Again, because Virgo does things very effortlessly. Virgo does not rush. Virgo, obviously, we think about Beyonce when we talk about Virgo. I just did a whole crazy um, meme share on the page for the first time ever of just Beyonce and it was amazing and I love it. So shout out to Beyonce. Um, but you know, everything is about intention. Everything is taken with time because earth understands that things have to, first of all, you need, you need crap, you need soil, you need a foundation to, in order to plant those seeds, to create those roots, to then cultivate your abundance. And that takes time. That takes, you know, um, moon cycles and, and, and lots of sunlight and, and rain and purging and cleansing. So Virgo energy, the earth element really understands that everything takes its time and it's with intention. And so that is why patience and grace, um, and gratitude is all necessary. So as we are completing our things on our list of to-do lists, our intentions list as quickly as possible, or what feels like as quickly as possible, it's not because we're actually moving faster, but it's because we're more relaxed in our in our spaces of where we're trying to create this work and manifest this stuff. Um, so with that, um, we finally feel, because we're finally feeling more calm and grounded, we're also finally feeling like as if we know what we're actually doing. A lot of us have been going through um, a lot of phases of transformation and death. Again, the last, so we're about to enter a fixed moon, which is the Aquarius moon. And the previous fixed moon we had was the Scorpio moon, right? And that was the super moon in Scorpio. And then we had an eclipse season. So throughout all these different moon cycles up to this point, we've been going through a lot of shedding and, 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 and cleansing and releasing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So with this moon, we are now feeling like as if we've kind of gotten the hang of what we've been doing all this time, <laughs> all this transformation. We're finally like, okay, I have like a really good groove of where I'm heading right now and I feel good about that and that's beautiful. And so because of that, we feel more confident and it's really giving us this sense of control. And as Venus is entering Virgo, we are still going to feel that way. Now, with this transit, I'm also seeing um, we are going to be upgrading our beauty routines, a lot of us. So this would be, a, you know, on 21st of July, this would actually be a really good day to go to the hair salon, the beauty salon. Um, you know, more of us are even potentially attending the gym, um, you know, the spin classes, the yoga classes, the, the Tai Chi classes, you know, the... Um, the boxing classes, whatever it is to get back into our bodies again and feeling good in our bodies. Um, we may even be starting to fall in love with the idea of meal prepping and smoothie making because we are really just like going all in in our routines. And honestly, we really need that because we are shifting out of this old crap. Okay. The old stuff of us cannot come with us. The old crap cannot come with us. So Venus entering Virgo is going to make it pretty... Um, a, a smooth transition for us to release the last layers of the gunk in order to feel good in our in ourselves. Um, but it is also really important to note that during this transit, 
Um, we do have, because Venus is entering Virgo, we do have Venus sitting in opposition still of Jupiter. And at this time, Jupiter is at, still in Pisces, but at the zero degree. So he's really getting close to going back into Aquarius, which is going to happen on the 28th. And I will talk about that a little bit later. Um, so yeah, but with that being said, we have Venus sitting opposite to uh, Jupiter. And with that, this highlights to me um, the energy of indulgence. Um, and so boundaries are not the best. So with Venus in Virgo, the routines and behaviors we indulge too much in could potentially backfire and be detrimental to our health, as in our physical health, okay? Virgo rules the sixth house, so our physical bodies are more sensitive and heightened at this time. So show that you love yourself by checking in with your body, really tapping into your body at this time. Um, take some time getting to know your body again, treating it to a massage, a bubble bath, an orgasm, a facial some greens for goodness sake okay if we are what we eat then eat some more greens baby love all right get that green um on <laughs> so those are kind of the things that i'm seeing with venus entering virgo um virgo energy at the time is actually somewhat sitting um not in its natural house virgo is sitting in the seventh house sort of so it's definitely in the house of venus so this is actually really nice um so again things are feeling really harmonious at the in at this time in terms of our cycles of routines um so refreshing them this time should be pretty simple for us and should have us feeling really good about ourselves which is just honestly and truly what we all deserve um at this time we do have capricorn at the 29th degree as the ascendant so again um, this energy of, you know, not everything can come with us. We are shedding some things, you know, of, of the past, of our cycles, um, of our routines as we are moving into this Venus and Venus and Virgo energy. Um, the moon is also sitting at the first degree of Capricorn and making a beautiful trine with, um, Venus. So Capricorn is very, you know, strict sometimes and understands that, if I indulge in this, if I create this new routine under this Venetian Virgo energy, I'm going to create more security. And so because we feel secure and really good about that, because of that positive aspect of the moon and Capricorn to Venus and Virgo, um, the shedding of the other layers and the behavioral patterns and cycles that don't make us feel secure should be easier. Hopefully, as long as we're able to maintain control of our indulgence, okay, we should be fine. Now, moving into, um, you know, the Aquarius full moon, this is going to be obviously as we are entering um, Leo season. So goodbye to cancer season. You know, we've learned a lot through cancer season. Cancer season was really interesting. Um, it kind of started pretty soft and gentle, I'm going to say, and very flowy and, and, and natural and, and simple and the tides were cool. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was like chaos just broke loose out of fucking nowhere. And I don't really know why that was, but cancer season definitely had some very intense um, tears and, and moments of purging in that way as well. Um, so I'm really grateful for cancer season. There was a lot of um, 
I'm going to say a lot of ancestral growth and expansion and knowledge and wisdom that was shared under cancer season. So shout out to the ancestors for real, for real, for real. Um, shout out to the maternal ancestors, especially because they really showed out um, this season. And so, yeah, it was just really nice to kind of come back to our roots and, and reconnect with my roots, I can say, at least personally. So I hope that all of you guys were able to do that. Um, doing lots of shadow work and inner child work especially as well because cancer can trigger those wounds in us our mama wounds and our mommy issues as well and our needs to over you know serve people and things of that nature um, but honestly and truly with that being said I think we are all ready for Leo season I know that I am as a Libra sun Leo season is always get lit season Leo season is always a feel-good season and um yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, just better. Just no shade to cancer season. Like, I love cancer season. It, it serves its purpose, as all the seasons do. Um, but Leo season, I'm very excited about. So shout out to the cancers again. Happy slow return to the cancers. If you're listening to this, my loves, happy slow return to you. Love you guys. Um, shout out to Leo season and the Leos. So Leo suns, Leo moons, Leo risings. I love you guys. I love Leos. Leo Risings can be a little cray-cray, but I love you guys anyway. <laughs> so I am so excited for Leo season. And we are kicking off Leo season the first full day of Leo season. We have a full moon. And the last full day of Leo season, we have a full moon. And that is how we have two Aquarius moons. And I remember last year when I was pulling the charts for this year, and I was like, am I seeing things? Am I crazy? And because I saw that there was two Aquarius full moons and I was like, wow, this is so crazy. This is so awesome. Um, so it's going to be a definitely um, an interesting ride. So lots of clarity is coming through during the season for sure. Lots of um, understanding of our ego and shedding of the ego, which is what I'm really going to be focusing on during this Leo season, um, during, you know, the remainder of, of July and August is really about the ego and, and separating ourselves um, from the ego, not to to kill it, because I don't believe in killing the ego. No, there's a difference between separation and killing. OK, separation just means that you you are aware that it's still there, but you don't need to be attached to it all the time. It's to detach yourself so that you can understand who you are outside of that identity. And this is also big Aquarius energy, by the way, a.k.a. Bay. So. Ooh, maybe that's what I'm going to call this episode. I, I couldn't figure out a title for this episode, so I think I'm going to call it Bay. <laughs> so anyways, um, I want to get into this Aquarius moon because a lot of downloads um, came in. So I'm going to try to say this with as much calmness as possible and as much, um, you know, uh, slowness as possible because this is the Aquarius moon. It's an important moon. So shout out to the Aquariuses as well. If you're an Aquarius moon like Yagel, then I say shout out to you. Happy lunar return to us. OMG. Um, and yeah, so let's get into it. So this full moon in Aquarius, okay, is taking place at 1036 p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. So for those of you on the West Coast, that is 736 p.m. Now, before I get into all the juicy details of what the chart looks like, because y'all aren't all astrologers, some of you guys are novice, I know, but a lot of you are just here to listen for the goods. So let me give you the goods, okay, from an Aquarius moon perspective, as I am. 
Aquarius rules the 11th house. And this is where the moon is actually going to be sitting at the time of the event. So we are really in big Aquarius energy. Now, the 11th house in our chart represents, in, in a quick summary sense, um, represents our attempt to go beyond our ego selves, to really outgrow those roots and into something more, okay? And with that intention, we find our people. We find our circles, we find our soul family, the people we choose to have in our lives, the communities we choose to be a part of, okay? The rituals we choose to be a part of and invoke. And so often this is seen in our hobbies and our passions. And are these done alone or are we in community? You know, Aquarius energy can be much so, very much so in solitude and on its own but also on a grand level, on a global level in a community. And so some communities, you know, which is also very much so Aquarius energy are actually online. And those communities still count. They, they definitely count now, especially with what we're going through and how things are shifting. We are again in the Aquarius age. And if you need to catch up on the, what that means, um, I will remember to add the link to that episode where we are talking about the Aquarius age. And it's called Back to the Age of Aquarius, um, actually. So, you know, go listen to that, to that before you come back to this. Um, but that is what is going on. We have lots of online communities going on and, and, and being built and expanding at this time. But with that being said, there are two different ways that we as humans create these circles that we find in terms of our 11th house, you know, being manifested on this realm. And so that is the Saturn way and the Uranus way. And I'm going to call them those two things because those are the two ruling planets of Aquarius. So the Saturn way includes us seeking real security and being very careful with how we act sometimes around other people and who we are seen with. And so it is very much so divine masculine energy, um, how this, you know, Saturn way works and, and manifests. So Sometimes this includes us tapping into our ego and being around certain people for a certain benefit. So this could be for someone's fame, um, you know, someone's energy, their knowledge, their wealth, etc. Um, whereas the Uranus way is definitely more so divine feminine energy because it's not really tapping into the ego sense. Um, and it's in an understanding that we are part of something bigger, something greater than our own existence. And we only want to be associated with people who understand this. Okay. So the Uranus way is truly seeing things in the new paradigm sense and not in the old one. And that is breaking and crumbling right before our eyes, the old paradigm. So as we are shifting into the age of Aquarius, which we have been right now, and we have these two back-to-back -back Aquarius full moons, um, this particular event is going to, <laughs> you know, really t wake up a lot of people. Um, and I know we say that a lot, but it's really going to start happening again. And we're going to see it, you know, kind of shifting in the 3D sense. So, you know, lots of topics about, of course, UFOs and extraterrestrial life is going to be happening again. Um, lots of secrets being, you know, shown about um, old civilizations, 
our current civilizations, our current institutions, all these kind of things and theories that they've tried to dismiss because the people were calling their bluff were now going to be given the, the truth. You know, very much so like uh, announcement, very, very professionally done. Like, yes, we admit this is actually the truth kind of thing. So I would not be surprised if we see that happening. Um, but, you know, just want to give you guys a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a background of what Aquarius energy really is, because it's, it's more than just community. It can develop in different ways with different intentions, and then it manifests back into our lives in various ways. So now we want to reflect and ask ourselves the following because of this full moon, who is in your circle? Because whoever is in your circle is your mirror. So who is your mirror? Okay. That is what we want to ask ourselves. During this moon, we have Saturn. We're going to talk about Saturn and Uranus first because they are the ruling planets of your of Aquarius. Saturn is sitting in the 12th house in Aquarius at the time of this moon and is in um, retrograde. So when we have Saturn sitting here, what I'm sensing for us is us asking ourselves, what parts of ourselves have we been suppressing? in order to be accepted by others. Suppressing because the 12th house is about keeping things below the surface, keeping things very secretive, very low key, okay? In the darkness of the realms, in the tides where no one can see anything, right? So how long have we, you know, been suppressing ourselves if we've been doing that? What parts of ourselves have we been suppressing in order to be accepted by others? How long have we been doing this and how long have we been in this false reality and how is it now biting us in the ass? Because let's be honest, it's now biting us in the ass and it's coming to surface. Saturn in Aquarius and in the 12th house is also highlighting that these things that we've been suppressing and we've been trying to deny because we've tried to create this reality and this, this security around this false reality, it's now coming to the surface in this like karmic type way. It's like, yes, honey, I'm real. Now you have no choice but to deal with me. How will you like to proceed? That is what's going on with this Aquarius full moon. And that is why there are so many squares and oppositions to it that I'll talk about in a little minute. Okay. Now with a Uranus, Uranus, as we know, is sitting in Taurus and is sitting actually in the second house, the ruling house of Taurus during this moon and is squaring off with Saturn and Aquarius. Because, of course, they're both in their fixed signs. So with this, I'm seeing, are we now realizing as a collective that our material spaces have manifested because of the low synergy security we were seeking from others? What is left of our material spaces? And how are we receiving our abundance from these spaces? For some of us, this aspect could mean a shift in how you actually receive abundance. So potentially, and I don't want to call us out, but you know, I, I would be wrong or, or, or I would feel bad if I didn't, um, potentially getting laid off because the divine is now pushing you into something that you were too hesitant and doubtful to do for yourself and to do on your own. Whereas for others, this means leaving those spaces, okay, leaving those material spaces to do your own thing because you actually desire it. So where is your time, aka Saturn, um, and your energy, aka Uranus, and your money, aka Taurus, going? 
okay? And what communities and people, aka Aquarius, and how, and, 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 okay, and how was this manifesting to reality? And in a good way, in a bad way? Because second house energy. So how, where's your, where's your time? Where's your energy? Where's your money going? Okay, where's your time and your energy and money going in terms of communities and people? And how is that manifesting to your reality in a good way and in a bad way? Because there's always a double-edged point to these swords, right? So how is that happening right now? And if you don't like the circles that you're in, if you don't like the mirror that you're looking at because of the circles that you're in, then how do you get out of it? How do we get out of that? So going deeper into this chart, um, we also have the moon sitting opposite of Mercury because Mercury is sitting in uh, cancer at the 21st degree. So it's making opposition with this moon. And so with that, our minds are really in this tough place of being challenged because maybe we are, you know, frustrated with ourselves we're frustrated because we haven't been able to fully express ourselves because we've been suppressing ourselves to be accepted by others. Mercury's actually sitting in the fifth house, which is the house ruled by Leo. And Leo being the sister sign to Aquarius, this is very, this is very telling what spirit's trying to tell us. Okay. Stop being frustrated. Stop getting mad at other people. Get mad at yourself because you caused this pain upon yourself. You caused this discomfort upon yourself. But that being said, I'm not going to sit here and watch you beat your ass up. I'm going to help you get up and get out of it and shake it off and move into this new paradigm, into this, into this high vibrating synergy versus this low vibrating synergy. Okay. And allow yourself to, to expand yourself and, and grow beyond your ego as the 11th house highlights for us. Tapping into the communities that are working in that Uranus way versus the Saturn way. Not to say that Saturn is bad. No, the Saturn way is necessary. The Saturn way includes boundaries and security and a foundation. However, all those qualities can be included through the Uranian um, lens and understanding that we are all a part of something greater than ourselves and greater than our own existence. And if we are not aiming to build communities that can exist beyond ourselves, then we are failing the mission, my loves. Because that's the whole point of legacy is to create things that exist beyond you, beyond your, beyond your own family, beyond your own bloodline. Isn't that the goal? You can still be, you know, in a small community and not have all types of energy and, and cloud on you, you don't have to be in the spotlight to have such an effect. So don't get it twisted. Stop talking yourself small. Stop talking your, your dreams and your intentions small. Just because you're working within your community does not mean you won't be seen globally beyond yourself. It does not mean that your work won't be spread globally beyond your existence and your own self and your own community. But that's the point. That's the real Aquarius energy. Is to do that. Is to is to have an influence. Aquariuses are very influential. Everybody copies the Aquarius energy. Okay, everyone's copying Aquariuses these days. A lot of the people that I see who are getting their um, accounts, you know, flagged or you know, all types of nonsense being done, they have Aquarius placements. 
some of them don't, but it's giving very much so Aquarius energy because they have a strong influence. So what is your influence? And what is the influence of your circle doing to you and vice versa? That is what this moon is really trying to highlight to us. And because this moon conjuncts Pluto, um, very much so because Pluto is sitting at the 25th degree of Capricorn while this moon is sitting at the first degree of Aquarius. So we have a very tight conjunction. Um, a lot of these energy is, is breaking down and, and being released and, and being shifted. Okay. Get, regaining our power in a way that is, that is positive and healthy for ourselves. So honestly and truly, this is going to be a beautiful moon. Um, it is definitely a reality check in its own ways of seeing how our communities and the places that we've chosen to associate ourselves with have been manifesting and how it comes to the surface. Um, and that is definitely being supported as the ascendant for this moon is in Pisces, of course. And that ascendant line starts at the 20th degree with um, Neptune in Pisces in retrograde at the 22nd degree. So really riding the damn ascendant line. So Pisces, if you're a Pisces ascendant, Pisces moon, Pisces sun, there is definitely going to be a lot of um, revelations and, and self-growth and judgment moments happening for you um, during this moon cycle. Um, we have some really positive aspects to that Neptune energy with Mercury and the sun. So I'm going to say this moon is going to bring us some really intense dreams too. Definitely some astral traveling. If you are, if you are into, you know, working with sacred plants and herbs and having a trip, this would be a wonderful moon to do that. Okay. I'm going to give you guys that heads up right now. It's moon day. So get your shit together. All right. Um, if you have herbal plants that you like to have trips with, or you work with the herbal plants in any way, um, if you charge your plants under this moon, you are going to like, wow, it's going to be crazy. So I would definitely recommend that as well. Um, obviously Aquarius placements, Aquarius moons, Aquarius risings, Aquarius suns. This is going to be a very, um, important moon for you. Lots of transformation, um, lots of endings and beginnings with this moon because of that conjunction of Pluto and um, the moon. So lots of endings and beginnings are happening for you guys, Aquariuses, okay? And honestly, I, I would just want to say, like, be open to it, you know, be open to receiving whatever it is. Because again, we are shifting out of these old communities, out of these old circles, out of these old places, out of this old paradigm into the new and that's going to require us to see ourselves through a different lens, again, beyond the lens of our ego. And beyond the lens of our ego, we are just pure, pure, pure love. And that is the truth. And if we can work really hard to tap into that frequency in any way possible, it will make our lives so much easier. It's not easy to do. It's really hard to stay in that good character, but it is. it makes life so much easier. And it is the one magical trick that always assures abundance and prosperity and growth is to tap into the energy of love you know so tapping to that as much as possible is really 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 important and shaking off all the other crap um accepting what is what is what is and is and as is <laughs> and um allowing yourself to take this time to now shift your reality as you want to okay so i know that was a lot um but that is what i'm really and truly seeing um, other fixed signs, um, uh, Scorpios, you're definitely going to be going through lots of transformation as well for yourself. So Pluto placements, you too. Um, Libra, Taurus placements, Tauruses, you're definitely going through a lot of changes. Tauruses, I'm going to pray for y'all 
you guys might not have a, such a great full moon. Um, there could be some weird things going on with you romantically. I don't know, but hopefully everything is okay. Um, but Taurus, you definitely have your own stuff going on. So that's really awesome. Um, so yeah, happy healing for you, <laughs> Tauruses. Um, Libras, I don't really see a whole lot going for you besides being challenged with overindulgence. Um, so don't be doing too much over online shopping, okay? Like, watch your tone. Don't be overexpanding yourself too, too much. Um, you know, be open to receiving. Treat yourself well. Blah, 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 blah. Um, cancers, you guys are definitely having lots of changes going on as well. Lots of transformation. Leos, you too, of course. Um, Capricorns, you too. Honestly, everyone's going through a lot of transformation, but these are the ones who I'm, I'm seeing the most from. Um, Sagittariuses, you guys are kind of resisting a lot of changes, it might seem, and you might be feeling like you're having a lot of tough times right now and things aren't really working in your favor. Just know that it just means like it's not the time right now, okay? Just give yourself some more time to grow into your new skin and stop being so hard on yourself. You're working harder than you need to and you're overindulging in things that you really shouldn't be. And you're not using your brain the way that you could be. You guys are very smart and you're just not using your brain in the, in the way that your higher self wants you to. So do that. Okay. Um, and you'll see, you know, more, more, more sweetness and less tension in your things. Um, Pisces placements. I see lots of revelations and lots of positive movement happening for you, Pisces. Um, Pisces, if you want to work some abundance magic, this would actually be a really good moon for you because you do have um, a sextile to Neptune with uh, Pluto. So that makes you think of big abundance energy. So definitely do um, some offerings for your ancestors because this is big as above, so below energy. Um, and yeah, because you have that trine with Mercury and the sun and the sun being in, in Leo, I honestly would say this is a really good moon for you to do some abundance work, um, Pisces placements. And anybody else who wants to do that, they can. But just know that if you have a particular Pisces placement that will work with you in abundance, then do your abundance magic. Um, in terms of rituals, um, honestly and truly, Aquarius energy likes to have that fire element as much as it does like to have the air element. So working your candle magic would be really, really dope at this time. Making some really strong petitions at this time would be really, really, really great. Um, but also just just being real with yourself and just doing something that just makes yourself feel good. You don't have to make a whole stink. Aquariuses are not very loud and extra. Sometimes they are, yes. They like to be loud and extra in certain ways, but they're also very humble. So if you're not really feeling the need to go above and beyond, you really don't need to honestly and truly. Um, but writing some really powerful intentions about your future, what you want for yourself would be, um, really, really, really beneficial. Okay. At this time. All right. So I think I've talked enough about that moon moving into our spiritual gospel. Um, it's really interesting. So I was really kind of stuck on what I wanted to talk about for this next episode of the podcast. And that's why I'm kind of delayed with it. Um, but I'm still giving myself some grace because I am still figuring out my routine as I shift into doing this 24 seven, but also not trying to be a crazy cardinal Libra workaholic slash Aquarius moon person at the same time. So anyway, I was, you know, sitting with spirit and asking myself, what are we talking about? What is really going on? What are we working on? And I've just been, you know, reflecting on myself and asking myself that question. Well, what have you been working on? What have you been focusing on? And 
I have been working on a lot of sacral energy. Um, I have been meditating a lot with my carnelian um, crystal for the last um, week, it feels. And I don't really go to this crystal a lot, but when I do, I know it's because it's absolutely necessary. So for the spiritual gospel, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, first, we're going to talk about the law of attraction, okay, and self-pity parades and the craft. And so this is where the Venetian reality check kind of kicks in, okay? So first of all, what is the law of attraction? Well, in a very short way that I can explain it, the law of attraction is a theory and practice of attracting your desires into your reality by reprogramming your thoughts accordingly. Okay, and so this idea, this theory of the law of attraction, it is believed that it was taught by Buddha. And so that's maybe where it originated. And the reason for that is because many of Buddha's teachings included the understanding of you become your thoughts. And that is one of the basic things about the law of attraction. Now, Buddha, as we know, um, was believed to be immortal, I, I think, and or maybe just not, just a very ascended master, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. But, you know, Buddha is, is, that, is that bitch, you know? Buddha really is that bitch, that badass witch mystic, to be quite honest. So this teaching is not anything new to those of us who work the craft. But with that being said, we can actually see the law of attraction being practiced across many other cultures and religions, okay? Thinking about the idea of karma... Um, in, in Hinduism, not in karma in the way that it's seen in the Western, you know, lens. No, I'm talking the actual term of karma in the Hinduism lens. You know, it's not about things coming back to you right away, but coming back to your next lifetime and, and your actions of what you've created today happening in that tomorrow sense. Um, and also, we can also see this happening actually in the Abrahamic religions. So, for example... Uh, Proverbs 23, 7 in the Bible reads, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, which is the same concept as the law of attraction. What you believe to be true in your heart is, is true to be who you are. Okay, so for obvious reasons, this concept, this theory, the law of attraction is very important when you are cultivating a spiritual practice or a practice that includes working with all of the elements like the craft. So doing that witchy shit, okay? Now, a few weeks ago, I tweeted, um, is it evil eye or is it self-sabotage? And this was a download that I got from Spirit. And so I tweeted it, whatever. And there was nothing else added to this tweet. There was no other threads. They didn't really give me anything else. They just had me tweet this and put it out there. But this download is actually a perfect example of how the law of attraction can play out for you as a spiritual being. Now, for those of you who have been rocking with me for a minute, you know that one of my go-to sayings that I say a lot and I teach and, 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 and praise on is the fact that your words are your wand. Okay, your words are your wand. And what I mean by that is the words that you speak if you can think it, you can speak it. And if you are able to speak it, therefore you are feeling it, you can create it. 
this is all the law of attraction as well that I'm talking about. And so when I was saying, you know, is it evil eye or is it self-sabotage? It's because of the fact that a lot of mystics, you know, the culture um, in some communities, in the spiritual community I'm talking, there is this idea that, you know, evil eye is this symbol, very powerful ancient symbol. Um, I believe it's a Persian symbol, but don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Um, and it's, it's to ward off, you know, bad energy, red eye, as we say in the Caribbean, red eye. And, you know, everyone loves, loves the evil eye. I love the evil eye. I, you know, I think it's very, it's very useful. It's a great tool to have. Um, it's very, um, necessary in these streets, definitely. But sometimes we take the idea of the evil eye and we, self-manipulate ourselves, self-sabotage ourselves and actually have it inflicting on us because we created that reality ourselves. So sometimes we will see, for example, our candles, you know, if we're working our, our seven day candles or glass candles, we'll see that the candles will start to turn black and smoky. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is a sign. Like someone's sending me evil eye, da 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 Or Maybe you were lighting that candle and you weren't fully grounded in your intention and so therefore your magic was off even though it, it sounded right to you and it looked right to you aesthetically speaking and that manifested in your candle's results. It happens all the time. If, we, if our mindset is not where it really needs to be and we are not clearing our minds like we really should be when we're doing our magic, it can really cost us a lot. So when we are thinking of the law of attraction and when we are thinking of the idea of evil eye and thinking of the idea of people having power over our realities and over our destinies, we need to really cut that bullshit out because what we are actually doing is self-sabotaging ourselves. We are adding and creating our own obstacles. Why would we do that? We are magical beings. And if you are a magical being, which I know you are because you're listening to this podcast, okay, you know that you have the power to speak words into existence. You've done it before. You've done it before un un unconsciously. Your subconscious is always in control more than you think. <laughs> and so unconsciously, you are also manifesting your reality by the words that you speak by the words that you're thinking and what you're feeling and sensing and, and allowing yourself to put energy into and so um something i wanted to kind of talk about more so with this is um you know the four agreements and then i'll talk about the self-pity parades all right so with the four agreements, um, this is something that I haven't really spoken a lot about, if ever. Um, it's something that I've been studying in my own personal practice, and it's something that I've actually returned to because I've noticed on Twitter, a lot of people are talking about the four agreements, and I'm just like, this sounds so familiar to me, and I almost like, it's almost like as if I forgot my practices and studies of the four agreements. And so funny enough, a few days ago, I was going through my camera roll and I was trying to delete some old stuff, some old photos. And I found this photo that I had saved um, that was about the four agreements. And I told myself I would come back to it, but I didn't until this morning when I was trying to figure out what spirit was trying to show me in regards to what I was to talk about for today's podcast. Because if you guys didn't know, my, my, 
my Aquarius moon and Pisces rising ass. I don't really plan these podcasts a whole lot. I plan out the astro tea part because obviously I know the dates of when things are going to happen. But all the other extra details, those are just downloads and things that just get put into my mouth. They tell me like, okay, no, you're going to talk about this. And I just kind of write a little title of what it is, what the theme is, and then they just kind of leave me with the rest. Like right now, my back is killing me because I'm channeling so damn hard with these things. Um, but anyway, with that being said, when I saved this photo about the four agreements, it was actually during Aquarius season, which I thought was very funny. So I saved this photo on February 26th of 2020, and I am now coming back to it today to share with you guys because it connects with the law of attraction. Okay, so if you've heard about the four agreements or you want to learn more, um, take this as an introduction, but allow yourself to go and do your own work and understanding and acknowledgement of it and learning how to, um, you know, work with it. And as someone who is a Libra sun, as someone who carries a lot of Scorpio energy and just water placements in general, um, the four agreements is very, um, very therapeutic for me. So I'm going to share them with you guys because we were talking about the law of attraction. So here is what they are. The four agreements. The first one is this. Be impeccable with your word. Okay. AKA be intentional bitch because your words are your wand one speak with integrity okay speak with integrity you are the high priestess you are the hierophant speak with integrity say only what you mean because you are also the magician okay three avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others so again Returning back to the first point I made, speaking with integrity. You are the high priestess. You are the hierophant. What are you spreading? Who is your circle? Who is your mirror? Okay. If you got people in your circle who you know are speaking about other people, what do you think they do when they walk away from you, honey? They clearly don't speak with integrity. If you are in your circles and all you can do is speak about other people, you are small-minded you are working within and you are vibrating on the lower synergy, the, the old paradigm, and you will not make it, my love. So break that habit, okay? And the last thing I want to mention about this, about this one particular agreement is using the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Ashe, I love that, okay? Using the power of your word in the direction of truth and love because, again, what you focus on is what grows. Even that little saying, wow, a bumblebee just flew up to my window. <laughs> Must I say more? What you focus on is what grows, okay? And with that being said, if you can focus on the truth, the physical truth, okay, the 3D physical truth, which is very Saturn energy, um, you can also focus on love because you can see the love around you. You can touch it. You can see it. You can feel it around you. You can cultivate it around you. So the first agreement is be impeccable with your word, okay? The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Do not take anything personally, okay? Taking things personally equals having expectations, equals big inner child energy, equals I need to do more healing and shadow work energy. Do not take things personally. 
One, nothing that others do is because of you. Not a bumbaclat ting, okay? Yes, we can be very self-centered and very egocentric by putting ourselves in other people's paths and telling ourselves that we have certain roles that we have to play because they told us that. No, they didn't. You told yourself that, honey. Stop it. Nothing that others are doing is because of you. They are doing it because of themselves. They are doing it because of their own choices, because of their own experiences, not because of you. Even when people say to you, oh, I'm going to, this is a very extreme case, but oh, I'm going to take my own life because you won't stay with me. They're not really doing it because of you. They're, they're saying that because they are one, codependent, two, mentally unstable, three, you know, the list goes on. It's not because of you. Um, the second thing is understanding that what others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dreams. Yes. We don't talk about that a lot. We always say, you're just projecting your own bullshit onto me. Yeah, but that bullshit is also in the astral realm and this current realm, as above and so below. They're projecting both. They are projecting again, consciously and subconsciously. Because like I said earlier, your subconscious is in more control than you give yourself credit for. And we don't want to agree with that and believe that because ego says, no, I'm aware of what I'm doing. No, you're not. You're human. (laughs) You're just a silly old human. Silly human. Silly, silly, silly human. So actually, you're not. Your subconscious is a lot more aware than you are. So the more you can accept that, the better you can move on with your damn self. The third thing I want to talk about from this particular agreement is that when you are immune to the options and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Oh my goodness. Let me repeat that. When you are immune to the options and actions of others, meaning when you create boundaries, bumbaclot boundaries, when you create boundaries and become immune to the actions and options of what other people do, you will no longer become the victim of needless suffering because you will no longer be putting yourself in their story and giving yourself these roles and titles that were never given to you. Okay? Goddamn. So that's the second agreement. (laughs) We're halfway there. The third agreement is that don't make assumptions. Do not make assumptions. Again, assumptions equals... Uh, expectations okay find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want because when you are allowing yourself to be brave enough and courageous enough to speak up for your wants and your needs and your desires you can then understand what the possible outcome could have been with said person or said situation because whatever you ask them they're going to respond accordingly and you'll be able to measure that response to your wants and your needs and your desires and then therefore when time goes on and the outcome happens you don't have this hurt around you and feeling hurt and going back into that idea of the victim and and needless suffering because you assumed another outcome Okay. The other thing about this is communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, 
sadness and drama. So again, just speaking, communication, communicate, be a grown ass adult. Stop trying to avoid confrontation. Confrontation and conflict builds character. And if you just stop being a weenie for a whole five damn minutes, you could do a lot more growth. You would be a lot further in your life. Okay. Um, And the last piece of this is with just this one agreement, you can actually completely transform your life. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like I said before, don't like assumptions. Making assumptions is going to waste a lot of your time. Okay, making assumptions is going to allow you to waste a lot of your time and invest a lot of your time in the wrong places. Yes, you might receive lessons and wisdom from that, but sometimes these are lessons that you really could have avoided if you had just used some damn common sense by communicating your wants and your needs. And the last agreement is always do your best, okay? So your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. So your best is not going to look the same as it does when you're feeling 110% like that bitch. Sometimes you're not feeling like you're in baddie. Sometimes you're feeling like you're sad gal. You know, sometimes you want to feel sorry for yourself. Sometimes you want to sit at the tides and roll in the deep. And that's okay. Roll in the deep, honey. Do what you need to do. But when it's time to orbit back into batty, know when it's time to do that. But regardless of if you're rolling the deep or orbiting back into batty, in both of those cases, you should always be doing your best. So if rolling the deep means I'm going to just sit here and purge out this energy and, and, and sage or, or burn my, my, my uh, sacred herbs, um, smoke a little tang, you know, eat some ice cream, maybe have a day of self-care then do that because that is what's best for you and your inner child anyway, right? And because again, we are in Chiron retrograde, we have to remember, as I was saying online, we have to remember to make the decisions for ourselves, not our inner child. Make the decisions for yourself. Your inner child should not be making those decisions for you. And so if your best at the time means taking care of your inner child, then be grown enough to make the decision rather than acting ego and saying you're fine and, and acting all willy-nilly and leaking all over the place your damn mess because you just wouldn't take five minutes for yourself, okay? And then obviously when you're in back and batty, then you can do your damn thing and, and slay and do your best, obviously. And the second part to this is under any circumstance, simply just do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret and lastly of course self-sabotage because if you know that you are leaving a situation or entering a situation with the best intentions in mind for yourself then you will receive the best outcomes so to sum that all up again the four agreements are this be impeccable with your word okay speak with integrity say only what you mean Avoid using the word to speak against other people and gossip about other people. Your word is your wand. Speak in truth and love. Second one, take anything. Don't take anything personally. Okay? Understanding that nothing that other people do is because of you. Understanding that what others say and do is a projection of both their reality and their dreams. Understanding that when you become immune and you create your boundaries amongst people's options and actions, you will no longer feel that you are the victim. 
Three, don't make assumptions, okay? Having the courage to speak up for yourself about your wants and needs. Having the courage to communicate with other people very clearly to avoid misunderstandings and drama and sadness, okay? And understanding that when we do this, you can really transform your life. And fourth, but let not last, always just doing your best, whether you are in sickness or whether you are in health, doing your best in the best way you can in those um, capacities, no matter what that looks like. Half cup, cup half full, not half empty. Okay? And choosing to see things as half cup full, half and not half empty. That takes work. It's not easy. Um, it's really not easy. So I wanted to talk about the four agreements because one, I think a lot of us need to really just hear those words in that toughness, in that very Aquarian Saturn type way because it's the reality check that y'all need and what I need sometimes. Um, and it's really aligns with where we are heading, with where the collective is heading, honestly and truly, as Jupiter is now moving back into Aquarius as well after this full moon, um, as we are, you know, having these understandings that our circles are our mirrors. And if we apply the law of attraction, which is understanding that our thoughts create our reality, okay, what words are we using? Are we speaking with integrity? Are we being impeccable with our words? Okay. Are we taking things personally? And therefore, um, you know, saying certain things and labeling ourselves as certain titles like, oh, I'm always the, the bridesmaid and never the bride. Oh, I'm always, always a step behind. This never, it never works out for me. Blah, 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 blah. Why does nobody want me? Blah, 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 blah taking all these things personally and relabeling yourself as the victim, okay? So if we are able to work with the law of attraction and work with the four agreements, we can really transform our realities to be and exist beyond our egos as we are, you know, feeling very focused to do with these Aquarius moons. Um, and with Venus being in Virgo, like I mentioned earlier in this show, this should feel a little bit easier. It shouldn't really feel that bad. Yes, reality checks are not great. For some of us, it might feel really intense. But for most of us, once we get through that really intense uh, tower moment, it's going to be completely smooth sailing. We just have to bite, our, bite down on our lips and our tongues and allow ourselves to rip off a bandy quickly to get over it and let the wound breathe and heal. Um, but that is what I want to share for our spiritual gospel is the law of attraction. Um, the four agreements and understanding that these self-pity parades, um, we are choosing those pity parades. We are choosing to attend and host those pity parades. Why? Because they give us a sense of identity. What identity is that? It's the low vibrating synergy energy. It's the low old paradigm energy. It is the energy and identity of our ego. And so in order to exist outside of that identity, which is our ego, which is the victim blaming that we put ourselves in, that requires conflict sometimes and confrontation, which that requires character building, okay, which requires the ascension elevation that we are all here to do. And that's really uncomfortable. And so instead of going through all that, we stay right where we are using the power of our words, which is our wands to speak our existences into these shitty ass realities and then we want to sit here and ask why well you were self-sabotaging yourself my love and it's time to stop that so you know take this moon 
with as much grace as you possibly can and take it day by day to reshift yourself into gears that is really allowing you to expand and exist beyond your ego self. Okay, allowing yourself to work in this Uranian way with other people and connecting with community because honestly and truly to say that you're independent and don't need nobody, that's not really cute. It's also not healthy either. It speaks of trauma that's not being healed, to be quite fucking honest. (laughs) And some of us don't want to hear that either. But it's true. So when you are able to understand that being independent and sharing abundance is actually the beauty and being human and being on this realm and ascending in this realm right now, you will see how much more abundance flows to you, honestly and truly. Um, now with that, I wanted to say, because we are talking about the law of attraction, um, the law of attraction to me is very much so Aquarius energy in its own ways, because we're looking about, we're looking at influences, we're looking at our circles, we're looking at our mirrors, and we're looking at how, um, these things are influencing us to create our own realities, right? Um, with that is very much so the aspect of the axis of um, Leo and Aquarius working together because Leo, of course, is the sun. So I think about literal sunlight, literal solar power shining down on us as beings and allowing us to, you know, work our magic and, and attract things into our lives. So honestly and truly, this full moon is a great moon for attracting things into our lives. These next full moons are going to be really important for creating and manifesting certain types of work that includes our future selves and existing again beyond the ego self. Um, And so with that being said, I want to share that not during this full moon, um, but for the new moon in Leo that is coming up on August 8th, which is during the Lionsgate portal, the first day of the Lionsgate portal, um, we are going to be on Patreon creating some attraction oil. And this oil is an intention oil that you can use on whatever you want. And the intention is to allow you to remember to attract the outcomes you desire. And as you are using this oil and applying it on whatever you are, you are going to be doing exactly just that um, at an easier rate. It'll be easier for you to do that with this oil. And so we're going to be working on that oil under the new moon in Leo and that recipe is being shared on Patreon. So if you are feeling all these vibes about the law of attraction and working with the four agreements and understanding how to do that, um, working with this oil with, with intention and, and mantras consistently daily, whatever it is in your rituals, etc., it's really going to help you. And you can join us as we come together during the new moon in, in Leo to do this oil blend together and so forth. Um, I will be making my own special blend of this attractive attraction oil for the apothecary. So if you want to just wait for the good goods and not make it your on your own, then that's also cool. Just look out for that and know that it's coming. So going into the ancestral antidote, honestly and truly, they didn't really have a whole lot to say. And I think it's because they just wanted to ride me instead and, and have me just channel today, uh, just live. Um, so what they did highlight, though, was a couple of things. One, lots of digestion issues going on. So as a collective, it seems like a lot of us are having just tummy issues and whatever. And maybe this is because of Venus going to Virgo. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they did mention adding more turmeric and ginger into our diet can really help us. 
Um, obviously, this energy of digestion is obviously connected to our sacral and our solar plexus. And as we are going into Leo season, these energies are definitely, these areas are definitely, um, you know, activated, as well as the heart chakra, I will say too. And these are two herbs, plants, alleys that we can use um, that can actually activate the heart because they are heated, right? So those are what those things are for. Um, they definitely help with Kundalini Ascension, which I feel is going to be a huge thing for a lot of us um, going through this Aquarius moon energy right now and during this Jupiter and Aquarius energy that I will talk about again on the next episode. Um, but yeah, so adding more turmeric, adding more ginger into your practice, whether it's through your rituals, whether it's through your blends that you're adding for yourself, um, making golden milk for yourself, whatever type of drinks you're making, just add some ginger and, and turmeric for it if you can, okay? They also, funny enough, highlighted feathers, which is, I'm saying it's funny because earlier this massive hawk caught my eye again, as it always does when it's here, when I'm recording. So they actually highlighted feathers and... So for some of you, you are seeing them a lot, just feathers in general, and you need to be aware that this is an ancestral connection. And for some of you, um, you may start to bring feathers into your practice or give them as an offering um, to spirit. So if you are seeing feathers in nature as you're walking outside or just as you're going about your day, pay attention to that, especially if they are white or brown, because that is an ancestral connection for you, okay? So just be aware of that. And I, I can see that that also is something that I need to pay attention to myself because literally a giant freaking hawk was here earlier flying around my window. Um, so yeah, they also mentioned though, completing more meditation um, because things are going to become a lot more loud and more chaotic, unfortunately, on the outside world, externally, I'm saying. Um, and I don't really want to go too into that because Aquarius energy um, can be received as very much so paranoia and heightened anxiety. And as an Aquarius moon native person, I, I know what that feels like and I don't want to project that onto other people. So I won't talk about what I'm seeing in terms of the external world. If you want to see that, you can review the, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the previous things that have been shared on this podcast and you'll find it because I've been talking about it nonstop. Um, but with that being said, um, more meditation, they said, would be really, really great at this time for us just to keep us grounded. Um, so really harnessing that energy of Venus and Virgo and, and maintaining and creating a beautiful meditative um, routine for yourself would be really great at this time. And something they also mentioned as well was the fact that, you know, it's okay to be silent, okay? You don't have to prove your existence to anyone by being inauthentically present, Okay. Show up when you're ready and comfortable to be yourself. Show up when you're ready to exit because you want to be yourself. If that means right now you just want to be on your own and have your own groove, then do that. A lot of us are feeling the need to go inwards and be really silent, I feel, and some of us are feeling guilty about that. And so what they had let me know is that we don't have to feel guilty. We don't have to feel bad about that, okay? Go in within yourself because you know that you need to. There is nothing wrong with that. So just, you know, um, pay attention to that. And as always, pay attention to your dreams and, um, you know, just be 
more intentional with what you are doing, okay? So with that, um, I'm not closing things off just yet. I am going to go into my rant, and my rant was really supposed to be me saying goodbye to cancer season and hello to, to Leo season, but <laughs> I already kind of did that earlier. But they did want me to actually pull cards, so I am currently um, shuffling the cards. I am using the Daughters of the Moon Tarot by Fiona Morgan. Shout out to Fiona. She is Canadian, I've learned. When I received my cards, I was told that she was Canadian. So shout out to Fiona Morgan. Um, she made these beautiful cards that are circular in form. And the one side of them has the crescent moon. Ooh. Um, and it is so damn beautiful. So beautiful um, with this deep indigo type of purple color. And I'm trying to get all these cards back to normal because they all just kind of flipped. Okay, so with the cards, I want to pull and talk about what we have coming in for Leo season, what we have coming in, what is spirit seeing for the collective. Um, and so here's what we have as I'm pulling the cards right now. First of all, we have the first card that came out was the card of Yamaya, which is the moon card, which I think is very much so in alignment um, for us with this pull. So with the moon card, there are things that are shown and there are things that are hidden. And just as the ancestors were telling me to share for the ancestral antidote, it's okay to be silent. Okay, you don't have to share everything. You can keep some parts for yourself. You can keep some parts for yourself. You can leave a little mystery. Aquarius knows all about leaving mystery. They are very mysterious. And that's why people are so damn attracted to them. Because it's like, what are you doing? Tell me more. <laughs> you know? Um, so keeping to yourself... Um, definitely more intuition is definitely being felt during this moon and during this cycle of Leo season. Again, this full moon is happening on the first day of Leo season with Neptune riding the ascendant line as Pisces is the ascendant. So honestly and truly, I'm not surprised that this card came up. Um, I forgot that it was called Yamaya, but that's, that's beautiful to me. So, you know, tapping into intuition and knowing that your dreams are going to be really important paying attention to the words being spoken to you, read between the lines, but also surrendering and knowing when it's time to let go, knowing that and understanding when the natural cycle and, and honoring and respecting the natural sacred law of nature and, and cycles itself and knowing when those are done and knowing when to walk away. So with that, I say lots of endings and beginnings are coming for, for uh, Leo season for us. Lots of psychic downloads and psychic upgrades, I'm going to say, are coming for us during Leo season because of that moon card. The other card we have coming here is the One of Flames, and it is called Creation. And it's a very beautiful, vibrant card. And so this is actually really great energy because it's definitely the energy of fire and, and you know, Leo. So creation, what are we creating? Are we tapping into our inner child? Are we allowing ourselves to have fun? What are you creating for yourselves? What new cycles are you creating for yourselves? What new 
paradigms are you creating in your own spaces? We are definitely going to be in a, um, a very, I'm going to say, um, inspired mindset during Leo season because of these two Aquarius moons. And so that's going to feed us in a really good beneficial way, to be quite honest. And it's going to make us feel really good. And I say that because the follow-up card with the creation card is the Nine of Cups. And I absolutely love when this card comes up because it is represented by Quan Yin. And so the Nine of Cups talks about, of course, self-love, self-respect, self-dignity, integrity, um, self-confidence, and just feeling really good about where we are. So I truly believe that this creation, these new activities that we're entering, these new hobbies that we're going into, these new spaces that we might be actually physically moving into are all for a really higher purpose and it's really fulfilling all of our cups and has us feeling really, 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 really good. We also have the crone of pentacles represented as Capricorn and the buffalo woman, which I think is very beautiful. Now, the crone of pentacles is definitely king energy, the king of pentacles energy. So this creation of stability the st and security and just allowing ourselves to feel safe. That is what we are going to be creating through this time. And I really feel like it comes from this full moon because we are getting that wake up call to um, reshift ourselves in a way that is in alignment and is still authentic to ourselves. And because we are shifting back into alignment, we are creating stable um, abundance for ourselves that is flowing very naturally. So if you have been worried about abundance and you're hearing this, just know that it is coming through you naturally as you are creating those new hobbies for yourselves, as you're creating um, an understanding that all these different channels of abundance are open to you because now you are more open and feeling more open. We also have the Ten of Cups here, um, which is labeled as ecstasy. And honestly and truly, I can see that happening because again, we have Pisces Ascendant going on and Neptune in that first house and Saturn in the 12th house. So that makes me think of ecstasy in many ways. So a lot of us can be getting booed up during this Leo season, which is no surprise because Leo is the heart chakra, the heart center. Um, so there's a lot of feel good um, energy in the cards. The bottom of the deck we have is the Six of Pentacles that is represented as success. So really and truly, a lot of us are just feeling like as though we've broken out of, you know, certain cycles, as I was saying, eggs and beginnings because of that moon card. And so as we were entering these new cycles, these new cycles are really, you know, it's the first, it's like our first introduction of what the new paradigm can feel like and taste like to us if we continue to choose to live and flow Okay, because water, there's lots of water here, nine of cups, ten of cups, the moon. So if we choose to flow in this energy, we can create more of that. And a lot of the spread talks about the law of attraction, to be honest, as well. The moon especially, right? Working with the energy of the tides, working with the moon, working with the natural cycles of things, creating out of those natural cycles and believing in those cycles with the nine of cups and the ten of cups and the crown of pentacles because we are so confident and comfortable in our security and our abundance in our foundations which is our faith which is our trust which is the love that we are choosing to vibrate from that is creating our success and that is what our subconscious is focused on during this time so if you were curious to know what you have going on for yourself this could be in alignment with you if you want to know more for yourself definitely book a personal reading i do astrology personal readings 
um, personal tarot readings. You can even pick a, pick a reading where it's a mix of both astrology and tarot, okay? Everybody loves those readings. And I love to give them. So just know that I am here to help guide and share with you and support you on your journey. Um, but with that being said, now that the brew is done with harm to none, I send you light for your shadows and depths. One love, Ashe. Peace.